the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings and nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, which is what our show is all about. Uh, our philosophy and our motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And as always, we never fail to have tons of stuff to talk about on the show. Uh, the road goes on forever and the party never ends uh, on Wall Street and in Washington. And and, and so... Uh, you know, how does this affect your money? How does it ref, uh, affect your retirement? And, and we're going to be going over some of that uh, on the show here today to discuss that. Uh, the year started out pretty well. It's actually been an interesting start to the year. For, the, the, the market is has have moved strongly into the beginning of the year, which is a little unusual. Once it, Typically, when you get a strong close to the year before, you tend to get a sell-off. We didn't see it. We almost seem to be in some type of 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 movement, a blow off in the market that that is more indicative of a top than, than a bottom. And and I I heard that the uh, that the uh, S and P five uh, that the, that the Dow was up the most for for a presidential year for Donald Trump since Roosevelt came into power in the 30s. And the only concerning thing about that is is back. In the 30s, when Roosevelt came into power, it was it was in the middle of the Great. It was in the actually the beginning of the Great Depression and completely blown out and destroyed stock market, and so they had a big rally. I mean, this one's come in and a very expensive. So we have an extremely expensive market with a tremendous amount of risk, but it just keeps going up. And 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 what you're really seeing is is you're seeing kind of a of a, of a situation where it's feeding in itself. There's a flood of global money. We've had a cryptocurrency bubble. That people are comparing to the tulip bubble, and uh, a couple weeks ago we had, I think, the fifth rich, richest man in the, in the entire world own one of the cryptocurrencies, and uh, it just shows you, you know, what's happening in the world when the world is flooded with money from the from the central bankers, and 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 what I want to talk about is 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 there's uh, yeah, it's important to understand there's two worlds out there. And this is, and we're seeing a shift right now in these worlds. And one of them is the financial world, which is is basically things are booming. It's it's probably the only comparable times are 1929 and 1999, uh, and then the real world. And and are two utterly different. The real world is more jobs. It's 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 incomes. It's hiring. It's plant and equipment. It's building factories. It's research and development. It's patents. It it, it it's building things. It, it's things that are real versus basically financially uh, rearranging assets and, and flooding the world with money so asset prices go up. In 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 what we've seen is the one of the biggest differences between the very wealthy. It's called income disparity we've ever seen. And you could say, Ted, this is because of the capitalist system. This is because of the free market. And the answer is no, it's not. This is because of the central bankers at the Federal Reserve have come in and, and, and decided to play central planner. And, and what we've gotten is the worst wealth disparities since probably the 1920s. In, in, and now we're making a shift. Now they're, they're trying to somehow get out of out of this flood of money that they've created and 
you talk to the smartest people in the world to read or try to see what they're saying and study them very closely. And the people that have pretty much predicted things over the last 50 years will sit there probably 40 years in their working lives, and some of them 50. They're kind of like, I have no idea how they're going to get out of this mess that they've created. And that's almost a verbatim quote from some of the people, the top, the people that were the most successful in the world at seeing where things were going. And so we're shifting from the financial economy, which we've had for the last decade of it's really been longer than that to a an economy. Remember remember a couple years back all the jobs were going to go overseas and they were never going to come back. We were never going to have any more factories in the United States. We were told the Chinese were going to dominate everything. And then Donald Trump has come in there and he said, "Look, this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable to have our entire manufacturing base moved overseas." He said, "Look, the Chinese are it's not a level playing field. They they're they're cheating on pollution." They're cheating on intellectual property theft. They're cheating on on rules and regulations. They're cheating on taxation. They're cheating on worker safety. They're cheating every way they can to take our factories and move them to China. I mean, and that's not an exaggeration. That's the plan. And it's a brilliant plan as far as the Chinese. I have nothing but respect for the Chinese because they watch out for the Chinese people. In, in whereas in our country, we had people telling us that the jobs were gone permanently. Apple was one of Steve Jobs said, hey, these jobs are never coming back. Well, now they're starting to put some factories in there. It, it could be one day if we have a dust up with China, Chinese products are banned from the United States. And if that happens, Apple is in trouble if they're going to have all their factories in China. And that, that's one of the, the, the big dangers that's out there, all manufactured by Foxconn. It's time that these jobs come back to the United, these factories come back to the United States. Now you say, hey, Ted, American workers can't compete. Well, maybe you have a point, but what is what was with, oh, we're going to lose all our jobs to robotic factories? Well, if we have robotic factories, how does China have an edge over the United States? And the answer is they don't. Their, their, their edge was ultra cheap labor. And, and, and so if it's robotic factory, then there shouldn't be that much difference. The only advantages they have is lax pollution that they can pollute the planet. And we, and we have stronger rules here. So the, rather than running around yelling about global warming and how the United States is destroying the planet, everybody that makes these comments should be required before before they can make a comment publicly to take a trip to China and see what the real world looks like when it comes to pollution. And so now we're standing up to the Chinese. We're getting the factories back here. We, you can see companies. We, we put in a new tax bill in place. Companies are putting factories back in the United States. They're moving factories back. And by the way, they have to be a little concerned if they're going to put their entire manufacturing base in China. Again, if something happens between the United States and China, they're out of luck. And their competitors who have factories in the United States will destroy them. And so this is something that has to be understood. And why do I bring this up today is because we're starting to see Trump is starting. He's moving the shifting away. You know, once the the beauty of North Korea has been that it's always been the big foil for what we've done is, and this is an important thing to understand. The price we've paid for North Korea is, is we've traded away American jobs in American factories to China every single time. And, and by that, what I mean is, is the Chinese, is North Korea has, has developed nuclear weapons with the help of the Chinese, make no mistake about it. And then the Chinese, we try to get something done and we need the Chinese help. And so we back off the, the trade problems with China and say, well, if you'll help us this, then we'll not pay attention to all these jobs you're losing. Well, that's coming to an end, okay? Look, North Korea, it's going to be two things. Either we're going to have to go in there and take out the North Koreans, and they're sitting on nuclear weapons, which means it's going to go pretty quickly one way or another here. You, we don't have any tolerance. You cannot have any tolerance for this to go on for 30 days or 20 days. It's got to be done very quickly. Or we're going to have to sit there and, and do something say we'll accept that but it's going to be part of the Chinese nuclear arsenal and then we're going to have to make plans to sit there and try to wall off China in some form or fashion. I mean this is just my opinion. And we we can no longer let the Chinese use the North Koreans as a foil to take American jobs and workers in 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 plant out of the United States. Now Trump is getting tough on this. Why the big talk about this today, Ted? Why am I listening to this today? I'll tell you why. 
because what's happening is the next phase of this is we're getting tough on China. A couple things we wrote in our Max Out Savings Report. We talked about what was going to happen for the new year. And we've been pretty much right so far with the with the we you know we said we said that we're going to see. I think commodities are starting to move up. We're going to say that the market was somewhat of a blow off top. It's going to go up, but look out. We said look, gold, silver are going to do well. Energy is going to do very well because oil is up around $64. We said a lot of things, which generally it's working that way, except we said the dollar was going to be strong because of the repatriation. That's not happening. We passed the law. The dollar should be going up. It's going down. Why is it going down? It's going down because of China and because China is starting to raise their yuan, they're strengthening their yuan against the U.S. currency. The U.S. is getting tough. They're probably in the next month or so, they're going to announce possible sanctions for aluminum and steel in the United States, and they're going to get tougher, and they're going to start reining in the Chinese. And so this is leading to a potential trade war. The Chinese are now very nervous, and they're starting to raise the the, the, – they're starting to to increase the – the value of the yuan, and so the yuan is starting to break down. Something happened right around December 10th of last year, and I don't know exactly who did what or what was said where or what happened because we can't – but all of a sudden, the dollar started to drop against the Chinese yuan in particular against the other currencies – Gold started to make a substantial move up as well, and the Chinese yuan started to strengthen as well. And so, remember, a a stronger Chinese yuan makes products from China more expensive. And so, and I think this is the Chinese are starting to, they see a trade, we're going to be a big push on trade, and they're seeing we need to do something, they need to do some concrete steps to shut down this trade deficit with the United States, otherwise there's going to be a trade war. And so this is, so understand, that is what's happening in the background, White Rent. That's why gold is going up, and that's why the dollar is starting to fall, and this is going to have big ramifications going forward. So... Tell you what, let's take a call from Charles, get off of that. But but to understand, behind the scenes, some big things are happening in, around the globe, and the dollar's falling, and why is that, and what are the ramifications for that? It should be going up, because remember, there's $2 trillion. Supposedly, a big chunk of it was going to come back and be converted into dollars and come back to the United States. That should create a demand for dollars. It's not happening. Something else is going on behind the scenes, and it's China, and it, and, and it's currencies around the world are starting to strengthen against the dollar. It's that so that's gonna be one of the big stories going forward and it's gonna affect the markets. Tell you what, let's take a call from Charles. Hey Charles. Good morning. Yes, uh I had a question uh uh the market seems to be kinda of ignoring well so far the I guess it just started but the Schumer shutdown that the the government here. Yeah. I was just wondering what is your uh what is your take on a Schumer shutdown? Do you see the markets doing anything, or well, is it going to be pretty much a non-event, you think? Or? That's interesting. Okay, Charles, there's been 18 shutdowns in the last, about since I think 1930, about the last 40 years, 18 shutdowns. So there, almost eight of them have lasted more than seven days. So a lot of them have been like one or two day shutdowns, and then it was over. Uh the longest one, really, the most recent one actually was 21 days in 2013. Do you remember that one? Uh, possibly. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's my, kind of my point. I mean, people forgot, but uh, a, a, a couple thoughts. I think that is, I, I think that this is going to last a little longer than people think. I'd be surprised. It might happen. But I don't think it's going to be over in a day or two. Uh, I think this is going to drag out a little bit in and uh, the market appears to be ignoring it. The market's been going straight up. Uh, it, it's really more of a blow-off top in this market. And but but I, I and everybody will tell. And, I, and if you look at it, I can't really see huge drops in the market due to a shutdown. Put that on the backdrop of a red-hot, uh, most one of the most overbought markets since 1986. And another statistic I saw: it's the most overbought in history. And so. I, I think, look, either this knocks the market down for a, for kind of a, a you know, 3 or 4% correction or more, or this thing pays no attention and keeps accelerating higher. And that's the most dangerous thing of all, because that means this thing's just going to completely blow off on you. Mm, okay. Uh, it, it, but, but that's sort of, but the numbers, 
back to your original question, typically we don't see stock markets have big sell-offs in these type of events. I'm a little worried that no one's paying attention to this. In the past, it's always been, oh, my God, they're going to shut the market down. The world's going to end. And and if you notice, we've heard none of that whatsoever this time, and everyone's just very confident we're going to sail right through this. I'm not completely convinced of that. It, it And so I think you want to have your guard up in, in with this thing. Uh, if I had to just guess on the politics, it lasts a little longer than people think because they're so divided right now. Okay. And I got one, just a, a real quick precious metal question here. Someone told me that uh, I believe it was palladium is actually priced higher than platinum. Is that a true statement? Do you know? Yeah, I, I think it is. Uh, actually, hold on just a second here. Uh, I think I had something. I, I, I find that a little hard to believe that the... the, the I mean, I don't know from an industrial use standpoint. I used to know that uh, platinum was used in the catalytic converters, but I, I, I've never but palladium heard is, of where palladium is really considered any kind of a precious metal per se. But then I don't know. Maybe it's more of an industrial. It's, thing it's or a something. it's a catalyst, is what it is. And so, yeah, palladium. I don't have the exact numbers. Let me get that. But I will tell you this: platinum has been the hottest asset class in the world year to date, up eight point seven percent. Really, compare it to palladium? Uh, palladium, let me check on that and I'll get back to you. Tell you what, we're coming up on a quick break, Charles. Uh, let me let me check on that during the break, and uh, and I'll get, get it to you after the break. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, then. thank you. Bye. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Saving Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. AM 1070. Houston was iced over on Tuesday and Wednesday and furniture backed up, backed up, backed up in the Gallery Furniture Warehouse. Gallery Furniture decided to have a massive sale for you, our great customers, this weekend at Gallery Furniture. Save on beautiful leather sofas like this. Beautiful sofa from Stickley, made in America. Save on solid wood occasional tables, solid wood bedroom furniture, solid wood dining room furniture. Save on power motion reclining sofas, reclining love seats, power motion recliners. Come out to Gallery Furniture this weekend. Giant sales saves your money and delivers today. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka.
Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. And uh, we had a, uh, if you've got a question or comment, you can give us a call. This is a live show here in Houston, Texas, to 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. Uh, we had a question about palladium. It, it's really outperformed most of the other commodities. Platinum is uh, trades about $988, and so the palladium's up around 1100 so it is more expensive than platinum. Uh and it's really had a big run since about seven hundred and fifty dollars an ounce up to about eleven hundred dollars. It's used, I want to say, in some in battery electric applications as well. But uh, I, I think commodities overall are going to do well this year, which dovetails into a fall into stronger commodity prices, which is what we think is going to happen. Uh, it's interesting in the show last week or the week before we were talking about our outlook, which you can get free by the way by going to maxoutsavings dot com. And we talked about we felt like we're, the, the uh, precious metals was going to be higher. We felt like oil was going to be higher. Uh, we felt like interest rates were cl- going to be climbing in the United States uh, and uh, rates were going up. And we also said the dollar was going to be higher. And I said it, it's kind of counterintuitive, but I, I felt the others were going to go up regardless. And, and it, everything else would have been right on and, and we're, we're getting a breakout in the – the, the the rates, but 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 the dollar is going lower, and this is something we want to watch closely to see where this is going. Uh, you know, it, it, you know. I remember we had problems back in '87 with uh, who was it? Was it uh, Secretary? Uh, was it Benson? Treasury Secretary Benson? I think it was a Texan, if I remember right. But I forget who it was made the comments about the uh, the, the interest rates were rising in the U.S. and the dollar, and he made some comments about the dollar, and it triggered the uh, the crash in 1987 ultimately. And and I think we you know we could end up in something like that, and we're going to see have to how this plays out. But I very we, interesting. We want to keep an eye on some of these things that are happening out there. I think things behind the scenes are changing. Tell you what, let's take a call to Randy from seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here in the Max Out Saving Show. Hey, Randy. Hi, uh, Ted. You had a question Good. for us? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and you, I'm, I've been noticing this fall off in the dollar myself, and uh, in the last year it's gone down between what seven and a half and eight percent, something like that, and. Uh, I, I wonder, kind of like you, wonder why. I don't think there's been any increase in the supply of the of, of treasuries in particular. So then it must be that there's a decrease in demand. Now, if we do start getting a, a, a substantially weaker dollar, are we going to be looking at at a bout of inflation here? In that case, particularly if we if we get a trade war and we cut off Chinese goods, cheap Chinese goods, and things like that, and if we do. Is uh, is that going to cause the Federal Reserve to uh, invert the yield curve on us? Well, look, I mean, I I think you go to the heart of the problem right now. And, and, and look, we 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 felt at the beginning of the year, we a little before the beginning of the year, we went in, in December. We actually went long the dollar, figuring, hey, we're going to see this thing start to rally, and it did start rallying because it had a big one of the worst performers last year. Quite frankly, was the dollar. We felt like, look, this is a bottom, uh, but. Look, it's broken down underneath support. It has some support on the do, on the, uh, the at ninety. It's at ninety point three seven. If it goes underneath there, there's not much there. The strange thing is, given the repatriation of of corporate funds from overseas, the dollar should be stronger. So something else is playing out. Uh, I think you get look. We 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 think we're going to see higher commodity prices if the Chinese yuan goes from uh, it. It, it's been dropping here. If it drops, ten, if it drops five or six or seven percent, that means Chinese goods are likely to go up five or six percent, which we have a huge amount of of goods coming in from China. So that's going to lead to inflation. You're starting to see companies give raises in bonuses, which is going to further lead to inflation here. So I I I, th- I think you're starting to see some real inflation. In the United States, as we make that transition, which we believe we're making from a financial economy to the real economy. 
Okay. Now, well, we kind of know what happens to stock stock prices in a recession. They they go down. Are bond prices going to do the same thing? See, I didn't start investing in bonds till around 2008, 2009, after I retired. So I really haven't been through any kind of recessionary cycle. So I don't know what's going to happen to bonds. Well, you probably get some really good buys on bonds because at that point in time, there was some real panics and some real opportunities in bonds. You look, I, I tell you what, when when bond yields go up, uh, as you know, bond prices go down, and and we're starting to see that. Look, uh, th- 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 on Friday the bond yields closed at about six point three nine, effectively six point. I mean two point six three on a ten year. Yeah, on the ten year, two point six four effectively. That's a breakout of a thirty year downtrend in bonds. Again, that's another warning sign in a couple the, the two top bond guys in the last 10 or 20 years have been Gunlock and, and Bill Gross and Jeffrey Gunlock and Bill Gross and both yeah. of those guys uh, they got burned yeah. they got burned now what, what I was noticing is they think uh, rates are going up they, they, they use 2.54 and 2.63 so it's breaking above their numbers okay well I got a chart in fidelity of, of bond prices over the last year or so and and treasury's been going down for about six months but the other Bond prices kept going up, corporates, uh, you know, agency bonds, munis, and things like that. But they began to kind of peak out now. So I'm thinking that uh, uh, I don't know that, that inflation's been pretty subdued. So I don't think that, you know, made treasury prices go down any, but it might have some effect on corporates and other things. We start getting into some kind of action like that. Now, I've noticed yeah. that, that, uh, most most of the bonds that I bought, I bought below par, so I'm not worried about that. But the ones that I have above par, I've noticed that when you get about a year from maturity, uh, as the bond price begins to fall, as time decays away, then that begins to offset the coupon payment, and you begin to lose money. I'm not really a bond trader, but should should I sell my bonds? Well, when, uh, when I begin a, to notice that about a year from maturity. If you can get a good good price, sometimes it's hard to get out of the bonds at a reasonable price. Yeah. Okay, here's a couple thoughts on bonds right now, going forward. I would keep short to midterm bonds, and that's it. I wouldn't be in the long term bond market right now. Uh, I, I would also pay. I would get a little less yield in higher liquidity for the for the reason I said. If you ever need to get out. On the on the less liquid bonds, there's going to be no market. You're going to have to take three or four percent hits on the bond just to get out of them to trade out of them. So you want to be in highly liquid, high quality bonds in this market. The danger to a rising interest rate environment here is: look, if you look at the 30-year bond market, there was these it, it, the, the rates would go from 10 to 8 percent, or, or then it would go back to 9, and then it would drop from 9 to 8 to 6 percent, and then there'd be a, rates would shoot up to 7 percent, and, and, and then down the way, it would rates would go down to, to say, on the longer end to to 3.5 percent, then they'd suddenly spike to 5.5. That led to big losses on the bonds. The dangerous thing about the world today on, the, on this thing is, Andy, is, is that when you're at these ultra-low interest rates, when rates go up, you don't have a 5% or 6% coupon or yield per year to bail you out of these price price swings. So you've got to be very cognizant of that. So particularly, I mean, these people in these negative 10-year bonds or 5-year bonds in Europe are just a bunch of fools. They're going to get killed eventually. Yeah, I don't understand it at all. But I've got I've gotten at my ladder. My my average maturity is just about three years. That, that's plenty. Roll yeah. it over. So uh, I've nibbled out a little bit further than that. But I'm I'm doing like you're saying. I'm, I'm trying to keep fairly short. So even if rates do go up, then I'm going to roll back into higher rates anyway as I rebuy more bonds. You know. Yeah, I think that's but, a but, good strategy right in this market. Oh, and pay attention okay. to the liquidity. Okay. Now one one more quick thing about uh, about. If, we, if you think we might be in some kind of stock market bubble, I, I think that that yeah. this kind of definition is maybe the, the greater fool theory begins to manifest itself. People get carried away with things. I, I'll buy it today. I know I might be foolish, but I can sell it to a greater fool tomorrow. Have we reached that stage, did yeah, you think? Yeah. Look, I, I, I was driving in. Uh, Maria Bartiromo has this Wall Street Week show on and uh, I, catch I saw it, last night. I saw last night. Yeah, so I catch it driving in today. I think that guy's Hugaton or Hugh, some someone. Uh, 
I think he was European anyway, he was talking, and he says, look, there's not going to be a problem. All the big institutions know that this thing is very, very expensive. They're ready. They all have a plan to get out the minute they think it's going to go down. Now, what is that's a recipe for a stock market crash. Oh, definitely. Well, I don't, I don't think it, that, 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 I don't know if it's a black swan event or not or something, or is it going to be a secular bear market? That, that's kind of what I'm afraid of. We, we do have days where we do go down, but it comes back up. I'm, I'm kind of looking at yield curves and bond prices and things like that that I think are going to lead the stock market, quite frankly. But the way prices have been going up, if the stock market looks out six to nine months, what are they seeing wrong? Well, yeah, look, and, and one of the good – I've seen a number of cases that say, look, there's nothing out there on the horizon right now that says recession. And th- there's actually a school of thought that said, look, we should not have at this point in the economy done the tax cuts because the, the economy is actually so good. It, it, and so I understand that. The, the danger might be that the Fed is going to have to raise interest rates more than people think. And the way the dollar is going down – okay, if I was the Fed – it, it, okay, if I was the Fed, if you'd have asked me a month ago, what are my problems? I said, well, look, we got this tax cut coming in, and they're going to repatriate all this money, so it's going to put a lot of pressure in the dollar. At the same time, we're raising rates, so we're real concerned. We want to hold back our rate increases because we don't want to juice the dollar too high. That's not what what's happening here. Instead, the dollar's going down, which means it's going to put the, – then the Fed has got to be going, uh-oh, we're – this is going to lead to more inflation. It's going to put more pressure on them to raise rates. And I yep. think that's what's not understood about this market. Again, right. I'll go back to the transition between, to, from the financial economy, which we've had for a decade, to a real economy. In a real economy, and strong jobs, income growth, hiring, factories are not positive for a market at all time high levels because it forces the Fed to raise rates and it creates inflation. Right. Well, gold price is going. Also, I took a week or so off of observing these markets. I come back and I see the the euro's up to one twenty two, one twenty three, and and uh, that did kind of surprise me because it had been about one ten when I when I quit looking at it. So, I guess the best we can do is just keep our eyes pierced and our ears peeled and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that's it. It's going to be very interesting. But thanks for the All call, right. Randy. Okay. Good talking to you, Ted. Bye bye. Uh, that's. Uh, Randy, we've got Carlos at uh, holding at 713-339-1070. Let's take a quick call. we got a lot of calls coming in today. Hello, Carlos. How are you doing? Hey, good morning. Uh, yeah, I, w- I wanted to see uh, what what your indicators. Uh, you know, we've had a pretty big run-up in uh, oil and gas stocks, energy market. I was wondering if your indicators showed that, every- that it's about to top out, or does it look because you you keep talking about commodity prices, uh, you think they're going to increase? Do you think there's been a top on oil and gas, and now's the time to sell, or you think we should hold? Or what's your what's uh, your view on that? I think oil's going to plateau here for now, unless something breaks out in the Middle East or the dollar starts really decelerate. It really starts accelerating its decline. Uh, what we want to look for with the remember, earnings are starting to come up. We saw the first earnings come out this week uh, for for the quarter. Uh, a couple things we want to look at. $64 oil is really great for the oil companies. Now, you want to take a look at who has hedged out the majority of their production at $55 when now oil's at $60, $64. And so they're hurt. And who are the guys that are going to profit from this big move up in oil prices? And so you want to see who's going to take the money down to the bottom line. And at this level, companies should be they've, – they've really cut expenses across the board. They've reduced costs any way they can. Uh, they, they've reduced their drilling costs. They've reduced their fracking costs, their production costs. And we need to see who's going to bring that to the bottom line and who isn't. And that's what you want to pay attention for now. I'd be concerned if they're not bringing it to the bottom line now. So you, do, so you think uh, it's plateaued, it's going to – uh, go sideways or go up, go down. What, what's your? Uh, I, I think that? the stocks go sideways to down, except the companies that start taking the the, the sixty four dollars down to the bottom line and producing really good earnings. Okay, what et uh, what ETF would you recommend to play the oil oil and gas uh, uh, drilling? Uh, not drilling, but production companies. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Let me get that up. Uh, 
there's actually a couple of them I was going to recommend. Uh, let, let me let me pull that one up. And, and uh, I also saw this week there was an interesting thing uh, on, on someone. Uh, I think it was Gunlock was recommending the the MLP ETFs, which I think are interesting at this level, just because these guys are now their business is stabilized, and a lot of them are throwing off some really good dividends. And so that's one. I, I want to say it's X, XLF. Let, let me pull those up, and after the break, I, I'll send them out to you. Oh, thank you very much. Is there another ETF besides the MLP? You like? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get you the exploration uh, uh, ETFs. Okay. All so right, uh, we you. we've done some more individual stocks in the sector for our clients, but I, I'll get you an ETF. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Carlos. And and so that was quite, you know that's the big million dollar question in the all. But at sixty four dollars, what we want to look for is we want to see these guys start taking the sixty four dollars and bringing it to the bottom line because they've cut cost, and it should start showing up. It should have shown up even at oil at fifty dollars a barrel. You should have getting better earnings, but at sixty four, it should be some good stuff. I'll tell you what, if you got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks, When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. As always, we had a question on the uh, the ETFs for the oil and gas, uh, XOP. And IEO, or whether be the ones I would take a look at that. Uh, there's also a Vanguard VDE you can look at as well. Uh, but but those are the ones. Uh, I, I would also, you know, it, it just, I, I think the MLP sector, we're starting to look at that. Uh, uh, the Alarian MLP, AMLP, that's for the MLPs to get some, to get, to get a little bit more uh, of a, uh, of a dividend, th- those are something they they really seem to be the the which is the, the best one's probably the Alarian, 
which is uh, AMLP. But there's some others as well. Look, uh, you know, look them up on the thing. Uh, the MLPs haven't moved up as much as the exploration companies when it comes to energy. Uh, the 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 other sector uh again i think we're going to see a precious metals gold seems to be breaking out uh as well uh and, and and interest rates appear to be going up as we talked about earlier in the show we wrote about on the max out savings report is if if you look at it and we actually put a chart in in the uh where's my report here somewhere on my desk here um we actually put some charts in uh, of uh, of energy showing you what crude oil is breaking out. And we said once it broke over 55 a while back, 57, it was going to go higher. And that, that's – and we also have a chart of the 10 years showing the breakout over the last 30 years or so. And and and, and the number was 250.53 on the chart, and now it's at 263 uh, So on the 10-year, which is a breakout, which interest rates are going up in here. And again, higher interest rates – Aren't aren't real positive for the market. Uh, the, the 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 rates are going up across the board. They've gone up from about one point one four percent a year ago on the two year, up to uh, uh, close to two percent on the two year now. So rates are going up. This is this is increasing the cost of money. It's going to increase the cost of borrowing on corporations. And 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 what we're seeing is a lot of corporations have very high debt levels right now because they've been so busily buying back stock. And uh, we saw this week one of the uh, for the first time something I think you're going to see some more of a big story out of American Express. American Express reported good earnings, uh, but they said they're going to stop their stock buyback program because they it the the they had to take some write offs on their taxes, uh, and so that kind of. They wanted to reduce their debt level because of that. It's kind of some arcane accounting uh, issues, uh, with, uh, capitalizing some of the losses, uh, which aren't as valuable once uh, the uh, the tax advantages once the, uh, the, the 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 tax advantages aren't as advantageous. Your tax loss carry forwards, or your your tax adjustments. However, you're doing it. If the if the rate goes from thirty five down to twenty, and and so they've stopped their stock buyback program, and and the stock dropped two or three percent. There's a lot of companies out there that are buying back huge amounts of stock, and they're pushing up their their the, the price of their stock, which is great. But the problem we're running into is, as we've talked about in the show, we have a very expensive market. If you look at price to sales, it's near all time highs. A lot of these numbers, it's nineteen ninety nine and nineteen twenty nine levels. Price to cash flow. Uh, the Cape Schiller adjusted uh, the cyclically adjusted PE ratios near all time highs. Uh, it's a very expensive market, and companies are taking on a lot of debt to buy back stock. Typically, you want to take on debt to buy back stock when your stock is is in the tank. You're not doing well, and you know you can buy the stock cheaply. It's you know, there's an old say, buy low and sell high. Uh, corporate America seems to engage in buy high and sell low in. Uh, and so this is something we want to watch going forward. Again, a very, very expensive market in here uh, based on a number of, of different valuations, uh, looking at a lot of different ways. It's, it's, it's an expensive market any way you look at it. Uh, the other thing is it's very overbought. I saw some statistics that this market is the most overbought in U.S. history. I saw some other statistics that said it's the most overbought since 1986. So it's a very expensive market. Interest rates are going up. The government shut down. It's a blow-off top. And so I think you've got to be careful and you've got to spread your risk out and understand we seem to be making a transition to higher rates, Uh a less accommodative Fed. The Fed is now taking money out of the system, so they're tightening, whereas the market has gone up on a sea of liquidity. That sea is starting to flow back, and so it's going to be hard for the market to keep going. Now, typically, it's like typically when things are really bad in the economy, you can sort of say, well, yeah, it's bad. It doesn't look good. The economy doesn't look like it's going to recover, but the stocks are so cheap, I'll just hold my nose and buy them. It's real hard to make a case up here with this type of level in the stock market. And and this is something that, that you want to see. And, and, and what I think you're going to see happen this year is going to be a liquidity event, which, as, as, as we mentioned earlier, all these big institutions are all – 
it, it's sort of like this. It's like they're at a party. It's midnight. The party's getting out of control. People are drinking up a storm. I mean, you saw this sort of when you were in high school or you know, maybe college. It's really kind of going badly pretty quickly, but everyone's having a good time. So a lot of people are like, well, I'm just going to get right near the door. If any problems happen, I'm just going to get out of the door as quickly as possible and escape. And, and the problem comes in is if everybody's piled up against the door, ready to get out of the stock market at the first time, when they really think it's going to start breaking down, which is they're going to look at the technicals, they're all going to do it, sell at the same. There's not going to be no buyers. And that is going to be a liquidity issue, which is what we're going to see happen. And so this is something we want to watch and see. Tell you what, if you've got any questions, this is the last segment of the show. You can give us a call at 713-339-1070. And by the way, if you want to get a copy of the of the 2008 Outlook, which we put out, the Max Out Savings Report is written for retirees, people coming up in retirement. Uh, we have all types of tips in retirement. We're going to put a lot more stuff in there. We, this is more of an Outlook type of thing this year. We talk about saving money in the report. Uh, what the importance of starting your savings program it's a free report we've we've published this report for over 10 years we've got thousands of subscribers if you're not on the report list it's a we don't call you up we don't bother you at all uh just go to our website maxoutsavings.com and sign up for the free report if you need help with your with your IRA rollover if you're coming up in retirement that's what we do at max out savings advisors we're values investors in the stock and bond market and we do a lot of risk analysis to sit there and try to really analyze what type of risk is in the market and try to protect from it. So if you need some help, you can actually request an appointment with me and I'll sit down with you personally. Go to our website, but at least take advantage of the free uh, report. Uh, tell you what, let's take a call from Tom to 713-339-1070. Hey, Tom. Hi, Ted. Good morning. Uh, hey, you mentioned MLPs and uh, I had a quick question on that. Are those appropriate for IRAs? I've always been under the impression because of you know the tax treatment of MLPs uh, they really wouldn't be appropriate for IRAs. What's your thoughts on that? That's a good question. I, I tell you what, I've looked into this. It's a real gray area, and there's really not a lot. As near as I can see, it seems like there's a number of 3,500, 5,000. It's a 3,500 or something in dividends a year. As long as you're kind of underneath that cap, uh, it seems like there's no problem at all. It, it, they're in they're in huge numbers of pensions in, in uh uh, IRAs, and there's not anything been, I don't think the government's really wanted to do anything with those things. And so if you've got a million dollars in MLPs in an IRA, I would be a little concerned. But if if you've got uh, a, you know, a smaller amount in there, I, 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 I've, I've really tried to find, there's really not a lot of good information on it. I think it's something that they don't really want to address real, really right now. So I don't have to worry about the million dollars, but uh, so other than that, uh, you know, it doesn't really open a can of worms or anything from, no. from the tax standpoint. No, if, if, as long as it, I, I, I want to say the number, this is going way back was thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven hundred dollars or something, and that, that was just I don't even remember where I got that, but you know, as long as it's not your a massive thing in your whole IRA, I don't think you're going to have a problem. Okay, well that's all I had today. Thanks so much. Okay, good good question, Tom. But that's yeah, that's. It's sort of a gray area. And the reason this comes up is because the MLPs pay out 90-something percent of their d- income to, to, to the, uh, to the uh, partners of it. And they, they, they get to uh, – they, they put it on their tax thing, so they're not paying taxes on it. And so the, so the individual should be paying taxes. And it's kind of a gray area where you should be paying taxes, but the IRS doesn't seem concerned about it for now. I wouldn't put my entire IRA in it, but – it has not been a problem. Tell you what, let's take a call from uh, Chester. Hello, Chester. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you today? Great. Thank you. Uh, my question is, uh, I'm uh, getting ready to close about a $3.5 million oil and gas deal, which is going to net me about $3.5 million in cash. I'm 77 years old, never been in the market, mostly played the oil and gas uh, drilling and things like that. So I think it's time for me to talk, take a look at putting some money in the market somewhere to uh, diversify myself so I won't get caught in another oil and gas downturn. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, no, that, that's, I think that's the important thing is to get liquidity near the top. That's a mistake a lot of people make. Uh, look, uh, the, mar- the market's expensive here. There are some values in the market. There are sectors that I think are, are going to do well. I think some of the commodity sector, uh, I, I think shorter-term government bonds, 
Uh, we recently uh, purchased two-year treasuries for our clients. Uh, it's not a barn burner, but it's extremely liquid assets. Uh, there are pockets of value in the market, but you want to be real cautious, and you definitely don't want to take the whole chunk and dump dump it into the S&P 500 index fund. I think that's going to get you in trouble. Yeah, I agree with that. Maybe I could uh, uh, get hold of you and your information. I could make an appointment and uh, come down and sit down and visit with you about it. Yeah, I'd be happy to help. Uh, you just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, uh, or you can give us a call at uh, 713-627-0400 and, and, and just leave a message, and uh, we'll get back to you, and we can schedule an appointment. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Chester. Yeah, I mean, look, that, in, in the world today, you don't want to take huge risk in the stock market because it is so expensive, and that's one of the things that uh, you run into. But fortunately, oil is at $64, and we're in good shape. Uh, again, final segment, if you've got a, well, 713-339-1070. Uh, a couple other things. Let me see here. Uh, as we talked earlier, I think the falling dollar is an interesting thing. Uh, it's, I think that is inflationary. I, 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 the the higher interest rates, I believe, are inflationary. There's a school of thought that says interest rates are inflationary as they go up, and that's something that's not been well understood. And and we're starting to see more income come in. We're starting to see companies talk about increasing their wages, giving bonuses out because of the, the, the Trump tax program. And by the way, I think one of the things not well understood, it's not completely just the Trump tax program. These companies are having trouble finding workers. We have 4.1% unemployment rate, which is historically full employment. It's hard to get workers, and workers haven't gotten wages. So they're they're really pressed. So the Trump tax bill is a good excuse to sit there and announce that you're doing it because of the government cutting taxes, so you encourage them to cut taxes. And it also helps out the workers. We're seeing a lot of wage increases, a lot of bonuses, which is good. Uh, but that's good for the real economy, and, and so this is, could be somewhat inflationary. So this is something we want to watch going forward. I think we want to keep an eye on the dollar. In this government shutdown, how is that going to affect it uh, going forward? If you look at the research, as we, as we had a caller earlier uh, question this, the markets tend not to have a big sell-off in the past because of a because of the government shutdown. We've had 18 of these in the last 20, 30 years. This one, no one's worried about it, and you got to watch it, and we have a very polarized society. So anyway, something to watch. If you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, maxoutsavings.com. At least sign up for that free newsletter. We put a lot of stuff in there to help you out to save money and build up wealth. It's maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free newsletter, or you can sign up in a meeting with me. I hope everybody has a great weekend, and remember our motto and our philosophy to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.